Good morning and welcome to another podcast of Iconic Freedom, The Formula. We are talking about setting standards for accountability and responsibility in this journey of personal development. Let each care for self and all will be cared for. A constitutional republic, not a democracy. The ideal of a democracy is universal equality. The ideal of a constitutional republic is individual liberty. A democracy always degenerates into dictatorship, which promises government-guaranteed equality and security, but it delivers nothing but poverty and serfdom for the people it robs and rules. America was founded as a constitutional republic to safeguard the liberties of the people against the tyranny of democracy or of one-man dictatorship. In this century, great strides have been made toward the goal of subverting our republic into a democracy. The foremost tactic of the subverters is subversion of language. By calling America a democracy until people thoughtlessly accept and use the term, the totalitarians have obscured the real meaning of our principles of government. So for today's topic, I wanted to talk about the idea of words matter. Um, The way we language things means something. Um, It's something that can bring us you know, some laughter, as you're going to see later on with Ricky Gervais, uh, who I think is very funny. Um, But it also is like the opening clip here where we're talking about something that's pretty important to the founding of the United States of America, basically. And that is, what is the difference in the words? Because they do matter. And as this gentleman rightly points out, we are a republic. We are not a democracy. And he explains why. Uh, I think he does it very succinctly, but a republic is, and of course, you know, this is right up my alley, a republic is that of the individual, which is important. And if you read anything on Ayn Rand, you'll realize that so much of what she talks about is that the individual is the smallest minority. And the reason that we pay attention to that is because we don't want the majority, the mob rule, taking over and being able to rule or control, as the case may be, which is very interesting because you will see that both parties at different times um, have really led the way in trying to control people and trying to, you know, make people do things that they don't want to do and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, basically legislating what people should be doing or ought to be doing or there's something wrong with you because you don't believe the way I believe. And it's a very interesting thing that when you start to listen to the words that people are using, how they're languaging something, it has a lot of meaning to it, but it can also be very distorted And so one of the things that I wanted to talk about today was the idea of how words do matter and that when you say something, whatever comes out of your mouth uh, will reveal something about you, right? And so, and, and not that you're trying to image build, I mean, you're trying to go down this path of personal development where you're kind of cleaning up the things from the past by taking responsibility, by being accountable. And one of the ways that this happens is by understanding the language, the words that come from you when you're trying to explain something, when you're just talking to people on a day-to-day basis. 
So one of the fundamentals that I thought was really unique about, of course, the United States and the Constitution is, and how this gentleman points it out, is that the Constitution rightly points out, accurately points out, that we are not a democracy, but we are a republic. And as a result of being a republic, the greatest minority is that of the individual, and the right of the individual must be upheld. Now, something to understand about the Constitution is that it is not a document that gives you rights. What it does is it acknowledges the rights that are already inherent in you. This is a really good conversation that I had years ago. Uh, I went to lunch with a friend and we were sitting there talking about it. And I made this point. And he's like, well, you just can't do whatever you want. And I said, oh, but you can. And he's like, well, there are laws about, I said, well, law, <laughs> a law never stopped a man from doing that which he was hell bent on doing, right? If I wanted to run the risk of running a red light, I can run it anytime I want. And he's like, well, no, you can't. I said, well, I can actually. People do it all the time. The issue is, is whether or not I want to take on the accountability and the responsibility of all the risk that that particular choice, that action means to my life. Do I want to risk going through an intersection where I'm going to get hit by another car or that I'm going to hit another car or I'm going to hit a person, you know, in the crosswalk. There are a variety of things that could happen. But what's interesting about understanding the language of things, the Constitution does not give you rights. The government does not give you rights. What they do is they acknowledge that these rights are inherent, and they are acknowledging the fact that these rights are something that people can, that a government cannot take away from you, that you have a right to your free speech, you have a right to bear arms. These things are in the Constitution as acknowledgement, not as a law, as though the government were a type of God. <laughs> Is there some society you know that doesn't run on greed? You think Russia doesn't run on greed? You think China doesn't run on greed? What is greed? Of course, none of us are greedy. It's only the other fellow who's greedy. <laughs> this, the world runs on individuals pursuing their separate interests. The great achievements of civilization have not come from government bureaus. Einstein didn't construct his theory under order from a, from a, a bureaucrat. Henry Ford didn't revolutionize the automobile industry that way. In the only cases in which the masses have escaped from the kind of grinding poverty you're talking about, the only cases in recorded history are where they, where they have had capitalism and largely free trade. If you want to know where the masses are worth, worse off, worst off, it's exactly in the kinds of societies that depart from that. So that the record of history is absolutely crystal clear that there is no alternative way so far discovered of improving the lot of the ordinary people that can hold a candle to the productive activities that are unleashed by a free enterprise. The Democrats have made mistakes, but aren't their intentions good? Well, if a driver of your school bus runs into a truck, hits a lamppost, 
drives into a ditch. You don't say his intentions are good. You get a new bus driver. So the fun part about those, first of all, Milton Friedman is one of my heroes. Um, I, I just think this guy is amazing. If you have never had an opportunity to read any of his books or to see any of his videos, um, I, I really encourage you to seek that out and to check it out. His stuff is amazing. It taught me a lot. It was very paramount in my own fundamental understanding of just life and how things operate. Uh, the idea of how a free market actually operates. I, I had no understanding of economics before I started listening to Milton Friedman. And it is something that I then cross-applied to the rest of my life in understanding that a person's self-interest in wanting to create a business and to make money for themselves, that self-interest is to do what? And then when I drilled it down, I got to the idea, well, to feel good, right? (laughs) They want to make money because they want to live a nice life. Why? Because they want to feel good. Well, if I cross-applied that, then I was cross-applying it to everything in life, and I came to understand that that was a fundamental of life, is that everyone has a self-interest. And that self-interest, while a person may not necessarily consciously understand that they have a self-interest, they're still acting out of a self-interest. And as a person becomes healthier in life, as they kind of clean up things after a while, then they acknowledge the self-interest and they're no longer in delusion, which, you know, that's a great place to be. You're in reality. You're not in the delusion of just doing things, flitting about in life, just not caring. You're actually doing things with more intention and you are present to the moment. So that that's a great clip. As far as words matter, yeah, the word matters. I mean, we've heard the word greed, you know, our entire lives. But Milton points it out really well. Is like, well, what is greed? You know, it's like, you know, greed, you know, the other guy is greedy. We're never greedy. Now, my perspective of greed is that, you know, I just think it's a victimized word. It's a it's a word that people want to use to be victimized. Oh, well, you're greedy. Why? Because you didn't get any? Is that what the problem is? You didn't feel like you you got enough money, you got enough food, you got enough whatever. So you think somebody else is greedy. Well, okay, so let's go back to the individual is the most important. Why aren't you taking care of yourself? I say it at the beginning of every podcast, let each care for self and all will be cared for. So what is greed? Greed, I am positing to you, is just language. It's words that matter. It's a word that people want to use to appear like a victim. And I encourage you as you go through your day, and if you hear somebody say something about greed, it'd be very interesting to engage in a conversation with them and go, what exactly do you mean by that? Who's the person that's greedy? You're thinking that someone's greedy because they're deciding that they want something and they act in their own self-interest. Oops, there's a self-interest again. Um, The second one uh, was with Eisenhower. And frankly, I just thought it was funny uh, because I definitely have a perspective that I think that there are political parties that have no understanding of economics and their good intention 
you know, again, words matter. Their good intention is what we should be paying attention to and not the outcome. But when you listen to people like Milton Friedman, when you talk about economics, when you look at things from that perspective, it is about the outcome. Listen, you're not going to do something if there is no outcome that benefits you. The byproduct of your choices are the outcomes that come from those choices. So as an example, if I decide to go to the gym and I decide to go on a particular diet, if I don't start losing weight, what's the point, right? Because of the outcome. You're looking for the outcome. If I'm saving my dollars and I want to go on a trip, what's the outcome? The outcome is I get to go to the trip. So when people are saying that things are just, you know, uh, as, as, you know, what their intentions are, well, that's not how you run a business. And frankly, that's not how you run a country. And definitely, it's not how you run your life. It's not your intention to do something. It's only what you do and the result of what you do. People get those confused, and and that's why you'll hear people go, well, I was trying to do this. Well, I was trying to be nice. It's like, okay, well, either you're nice or you're not nice. It doesn't really matter what your intention is. Did you or did you not? I mean, it's very, what uh, you know, it's kind of Yoda, right? It's do or do not. There is no try. So consider that, noodle that for a little bit, and uh, we'll watch this next clip with Ricky Gervais. People nowadays want you to believe that words are actual violence, right? But these people are virtue signaling. They're trying to bring people down to raise their own status. And they say it's because we're protecting minorities. Like, they're basically saying minorities haven't got a sense of humour, which is so patronising. And I get that as well, uh, what it's like to be outnumbered. In this country, we're still only 5% black, 5% Asian, 5% LGBTQ, you know, tiny numbers. Now, I'm a white, heterosexual, multi-millionaire. There's less than one percent of us. Do I whine? No. Do I? I don't mind. Just get on with it. Come on, Rick. Come on, Rick. Just keep fun. I'm like Rosa Parks. Do you know what I mean? I'm like. Except I fought for the right to never have to take a seat on a bus. So one of the things that I really like about Gervais is I just like the use of language. Um, You know, as with most comedians, I mean, they have such a great way of utilizing language and showing how words matter in very much the way you put them together, right? If, If you put them together in one way, you'll get a laugh. If you put them together in another way, you know, all you hear is a thud. Uh, I think one of the greatest comedians ever who not only was very funny, but he also had a way of doing a social commentary about the reality of what was going on in life. And I think he was kind of signaling people way back when. Um, I should have included one of his uh, pieces, uh, but I think I'll probably do that on another podcast because I think he is amazing. That's George Carlin. 
I thought the guy was hilarious. A uh, very funny story that uh, when I was a kid, my uh, siblings had a George Carlin record, and my mother and father wound up taking it away from them. And you can't listen to that, and you know, it's just sinful and all this other garbage that was going on. But then what was funny was years later, you know, my parents finally watched one of his HBO specials, and they thought he was hilarious. And the whole thing about the seven words that you can't say and, you know, that uh, the government, you know, it's a big club and you ain't in it. And, and then my parents would watch him every time he was on one of those specials on HBO. Um, I just thought it was great. He was very funny. Gervais is funny. They, they have this way of being able to, you know, move words around and to be able to make words matter in order to bring a consciousness and awareness to people through humor. So why do words matter as a comedian? Because you're able to get across ideas and thoughts, uh, a thought process, or you're able to make a social commentary in such a way that people will laugh but they're also being able to integrate and assimilate something. Uh, I truly, uh, again, like Milton Friedman, George Carlin is one of those people that I just think is remarkable. Uh, wicked smart, as they say. And I truly encourage you to uh, jump onto YouTube, go down to the rabbit hole, go down to the ra- go down the rabbit hole, <laughs> down to the rabbit hole. Wow. Uh, go down the rabbit hole and just keep listening to his stuff because he is absolutely funny. But boy, he was very prescient in his commentary on society and how things actually work Uh -uh. fix your face let me tell you something you can and you will be amazing today you can and you will be successful today you can and you will be phenomenal today now go out there and be great in they face. Fix your face and know that you are everything and everything is you. You will not let anybody ruin your day today. Now go be fabulous, honey. And you have a good day on purpose, huh? You're welcome. Okay, that was just for fun. I saw that the other day and I just thought, wow, does she have a lot of energy. Okay, but words matter, right? Because what we tell ourselves, the story we tell ourselves about ourselves can impact us. And if we see ourselves as a victim, if we play the victim, if we give ourselves language all the time about being a victim, it's going to take its toll on us. It's about what happens to us physically, emotionally, mentally. And it's not just one thing. It's the holistic life. And we are at the end of another podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hit that like button if you would. Share this with your friends and family. You never know what they might get out of this. If you'd like to subscribe, feel free to do so. You can do that on the website, link down below. My email is there. So if you have a situation that you'd like me to cover on the podcast, that would be awesome. I'd be happy to do that. Send me an email. 